It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Where the Washington Commanders stack up in NFL history in the win-loss column and where they can improve on their historical standings. That and more right now on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can continue the conversation over on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me, because I am your host, David Harrison, dharrison82 on Twitter credential member of the media and Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the Washington Commanders here with you every Monday through Friday along with our everydayers. And as always, those of you who come through every day and join the program, uh, I greatly appreciate all of you for your continued support of the show. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to discuss milestones and records of the team and player variety that could be reached and exceeded this coming season. And we're going to start off today's episode by talking about team milestones uh, to keep an eye on here as the regular season gets going. Figure we would start doing a little bit of regular season preview stuff because once training camp hits, it's going to be hot and heavy practices, news, notes, analysis, even on the off days of practice or travel days for preseason games. We're going to have stuff to catch up on, quotes to talk about, interviews to share, all kinds of madness coming. And then we'll get a little bit of a break between the last preseason game and the end of training camp and the beginning of the regular season. We might revisit some of the stuff we're talking about now just to keep it fresh in everybody's mind. But I figure this period is a good period because no Washington commanders, at least at the time of this recording, knock on wood, it doesn't happen anymore. But none of them getting arrested or investigated or anything else. Uh, So none of the bad stuff in the news that tends to come this time of year. And no ownership updates because, again, uh, as we talked about recently, every dares will know uh, the first possible date for the upcoming vote is not until uh, July. So we had a little bit of time before that. But let's talk about what's coming in the NFL season and some milestones. Obviously, we want to look forward to wins, maybe a playoff push. But there's some other things to look at along the way for the Washington Bears. First and foremost, FedEx Field is turning 26 years old this year. And I know that uh, FedEx Field has not aged very well in the eyes of many, many people Uh, but turning 26 years old this year. So happy birthday uh, to FedEx Field for what it's worth. Uh, Historically, the Washington Commanders team franchise record 625, 630, and 29. Now that does predate the Super Bowl era, right? But an 11-6 and franchise win-loss record this season would bring the Washington Commanders back up to 500, 630, 630, and 29. Historically, another tie would give them 30 ties and then uh, depending on where that extra win or loss goes, would would determine whether or not this team falls one game shy or two games shy uh, of hitting that 630-630 mark. Now, in the Super Bowl era, in the regular season, the Washington franchise is 445, 428, and 9. That is the 12th best regular season record in the Super Bowl era, the 16th best win-loss percentage, uh, again, in the Super Bowl era. And they, have a, and they have a total playoff record 
of 23 and 20. And their Super Bowl era playoff record is 20 and 16. That is the 13th best in the National Football League. And they have the eighth best win loss percentage uh, again in the Super Bowl era. And they are one win in playoff wins behind the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. The Eagles uh, obviously gaining multiple playoff wins this this last season. The Giants gained one and broke the tie they were in with Washington. So uh, Washington has the opportunity to make the playoffs, get a win, get a, get two wins, and you can not only tie uh, your two division mates, but potentially overcome them uh, as well. Three passing touchdowns this season for the team, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, would make Washington the ninth team to reach 1,200 passing touchdowns since the NFL uh, Super Bowl era began. So again, eight teams right now have reached the 1,200 passing touchdown threshold. Washington will be the ninth as, long, as soon as the third passing touchdown uh, is thrown this season. Hopefully that's week one against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their defense, Washington's defense is one pick six away from 95 in franchise history. Again, Super Bowl era numbers here. Two football, two football, two fumble returns for touchdowns from having 65 uh, in franchise history. Now turning from the league to the NFC East, if they sweep the Cowboys this season, which look, if you ask me, I think it's certainly possible. Again, we'll see how Sam Howell uh, kind of gels with the team and the scheme as we get through the preseason. But if Sam Howell, and stop me if you've heard this, but if we get average or better quarterback play uh, from Sam Howell, then I think this team could do some real damage in Dallas Cowboys. And to be honest with you guys, I look at what, they, what they've done with their roster and what happened uh, this offseason. Again, Brandon Cooks doesn't scare me. Maybe you should. Maybe he will by the end of the season. But right now, it doesn't really scare me all that much. And I feel like while their defense is going to be improved, certainly, uh, I don't know if the offense is going to be uh, as good as, as they think it's going to be. Sweeping the Dallas Cowboys this season, if they can pull that off, would give Washington 50 wins all-time, regular and postseason combined, against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, unfortunately, they would still trail the Cowboys in these series between the two teams 20 by 26 wins. So certainly a lopsided series uh, between the, the Cowboys and Washington. They've got one win, or if they get one win, rather, against the Eagles this season, that would give Washington 90 all-time wins uh, against Philadelphia Eagles. And Philadelphia right now is the only NFC East team that Washington leads the season series against. Uh, and even if the Eagles sweep them, they're still going to lead the, se- the, the not the season, the all-time series uh, against the Eagles, no matter what happens. Flipping over now to the 2023 schedule of opponents, the Washington Commanders, Washington franchise has eight, uh, faces eight teams this season. Rather, they have winning records against all-time and six that they have losing records against all-time. The Eagles uh, in that series, Washington leads 89 wins to 82 losses. Against the Arizona Cardinals, the Washington Commanders have a 76-47 to win loss record bears they're 27 and 24 the falcons they're 17 and 10 the patriots uh they have a six and six or six and five record right now Rob. that will obviously fall to six and six if they do lose against the new england patriots the seahawks the washington franchise 13 and nine the rams they're 26 and 14 the jets they are eight and four there are some ties in there as well uh they trail in the all-time series against six of the teams that they'll face the dallas cowboys being the biggest one of the well, actually not the biggest one, but one of the biggest ones, 48 and 76 against the Cowboys all time, 71 and 106 against the Giants uh, all time. It's going to take a lot of years uh, to catch up in that series if they ever do. The Dolphins are six and nine. The Bills, they are six and 10. Uh, the 49ers, they are 12 and 22. And the Denver Broncos, currently they're seven and eight, but can even that up to eight and eight with a win in Denver uh, in week two. And a win in Denver in week two could also mean something else uh, important to another member of the Washington Commanders, especially if they get a win against Arizona Cardinals in week one. Not only would it be a 2-0 start, but it would be 
a significant milestone for another member of the organization. Let's narrow down the scope a bit and take a look at some returning players and one coach who could be hitting a career milestone or career milestones in 2023. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball is in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Week one NFL odds are up on FanDuel. And right now the Washington Commanders are six point favorites against the visiting Arizona Cardinals to get that first win of the season. You can take minus 110 odds if you want to take those points or you can go money line and get minus 245 odds. And if you think the game is just going to be at least one of seven, the over-under on Washington Commanders wins right now is set to six and a half. So if you think the team is going to win at least seven games, you can bet on that with minus 122 odds. And if you're really bold and you think Sam Howell is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year, you can take the plus 300 odds for the Commanders to make the NFL playoffs. And if you put a $100 bet on that, you will make $300 profit, assuming that it actually happens. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for being a Locked On Command. It's your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day is once again, greatly appreciate all your support, subtexters, also, uh, a special group to me. I appreciate your support as well. If you want to get in on the subtexting fun, you can do so by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. We have a pretty good time over there. Right now, it's a little slow because there's not a whole lot of news and analysis to share, but it will pick up back up. It will pick back up again as we get closer to training camp. Continuing today's look at upcoming milestones and records for the Washington Commanders. And now we're going to focus on the returning commanders players, but we're going to start with head coach. Ron Rivera and some of his milestones that he is shooting for. If you're on YouTube with me, the image you see, these are things that Ron Rivera can achieve. And that's, I want to keep in mind all these slides. These are things that these players and coaches can achieve this season, not things they've already achieved. So if you see ranked eighth in something, that means they're within the the grasp of reaching that ranking, not currently sitting there, if that makes sense. Um, I'll try to explain these as much as we go through week 10 at Seattle. Uh, is going to be a significant milestone for head coach Ron Rivera because that will be his 200th game coaching in the NFL as an NFL head coach. Uh, Currently, Ron Rivera's record as a head coach, not the greatest in the world, 98 uh, wins, 90 losses, and two ties. Uh, But he could hit 100 career head coaching wins in the regular season as early as week two against the Denver Broncos. So remember, we go back and talk about that Broncos potential win, especially if they pull off a win against the Arizona Cardinals then you're looking at uh, wins number 99 and wins number 100 in Ron Rivera's career. Could also hit 100 career losses, though, if this team loses 10 games, which I don't think they're going to. But if this team loses 10 games, 
he will hit uh, both 100 wins and 100 losses in the same season. 500 or better is a record that Ron Rivera teams have hit four times in his 12 seasons as an NFL head coach. Three of those came with the Carolina Panthers. The only one with Washington Commanders, of course, was last year, uh, eight, eight and one. So looking for that fifth uh, season at 500 or better, hopefully better, right? Three double digit win seasons in his head coaching career, all of them with the Carolina Panthers, eight career playoff games as an NFL head coach has a three and five record. And uh, just because I like these types of stats, 77 times in his coaching career, he has challenged to play. He has won 37 of them. So that's a that's a 481 win percentage for Ron Rivera when coaching uh, or rather when uh, when challenging plays here in the NFL. So that's our coaching uh, stats and milestone update for head coach Ron Rivera. We'll be sure to congratulate him on his 200th game uh, week two against the Denver Bron- or week 10 against the Seahawks and hopefully his 100th win week two against the Denver Broncos. Now let's get into the players here and I want to start off with a player. He's a fan favorite. He's a he's a really cool dude uh, to talk to and that's punter Tressway and punters don't get a lot of love here. So I want to start off with Tressway here. Currently Tressway is 25th in team history in games played with 145. Assuming he plays all 17 games, which look, if he doesn't play all 17 games, but he's not injured, that would mean there's a game where the Washington Commanders don't punt uh, at all, and and you know, outside of kickoffs and all that stuff. But Tressway most likely right going to play 17 games. That would make it 162 career games, all of them with the Washington Commanders for Tressway. That would make him number 18 overall in team history, passing running back Brian Mitchell. And that would actually, at the end of this season, put him just 11 games from being the uh, the top punter in team history. For games played currently, that that honor goes to Mike Bragg, who played 172 games uh, total for the Washington franchise. So Tressway would be in line to surpass him next season and become the all-time gamiest uh, punter, I suppose is the best way to put that. Um, right now in his career, he's averaging 72 punts per season. If he gets 72 punts per season or this season, he would pass Bob Parsons, who's a punter for the Chicago Bears. Who current who well not currently but retired with 707 career punts. Tressway would end up with 725, which would place him 60th all time in NFL history. Currently, Tressway is 60th in punt yards in uh, NFL history with 30,676 punting yards. Uh, he's averaging about 3,400 punting yards per season. Another 3,400 would make him 49th uh, overall, surpassing David Lee who punted uh, a while back for Baltimore. So that is our punter, uh, Tressway, uh, again, a fan favorite. And I don't know if there's uh, too many teams out there where we can start off a conversation like this with a punter and actually expect to make fans happy. But I think you guys love Tressway. So I wanted to go ahead and, and give Tress a little bit of shine here on the program while I had an excuse to do so. Now, another guy that we can find an excuse to talk about almost weekly, honestly, if we really want to, is defensive tackle. Jonathan Allen and currently Jonathan Allen is 105th in team history in games played. He's at 85. He's only two games away. So when he hits game 87 uh, against the uh, the Denver Broncos are in week two. So Ron Rivera and uh, not Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen making some uh, some some games played and coached history together there. Uh, Jonathan Allen will move into the into the top 100 of all time Washington players in games played plus 17 games. So if he plays all the games this season would actually tie him for 70th in franchise history with 102 games played currently, Jonathan Allen's 10th in team history in sacks among defensive linemen with 33 and a half career sacks, averaging five and a half 
per year. If we add another five and a half, that gives him 39. That would make him the sole owner of ninth place in franchise history among defensive linemen, passing Coy Bacon. Bacon. Now, speaking of sacks, Allen is 16th overall in sacks and will be top 15 uh, overall if he gets at least one this season, and that is amongst Washington uh, players. Montez Sweat is currently 20th in team history with his 29. If he has 36 after this year, which would match his yearly average, then he will rank 15th at the end of the season. Deron Payne is 23rd with 26 sacks, and he will have 31 after this season if he hits his average, which would make him 19th. So you have three top 20 two top 15 sack getters in franchise history uh, at the end of the season. If all three of these guys just hit their career average, I don't say just, but uh, you know, if they hit their career average, but that's enough with the defense for right this minute, we'll come back to the defense. But right now let's talk offense with Terry McLaurin, number 17 in your programs. Number one in your hearts. He is one catch away from 300 career receptions. I want to see that. I want to, I want to call out to Eric Bieniemy, not call him out, but call out to Eric Bieniemy uh, and ask him, let's let's get that 300th catch right away. First play of the season. Let's just do a tunnel screen, let's do a slant, let's do something. Let's get that ball into Terry McLaurin's hand. Currently, Terry is eighth in team history behind Pierre Garçon with 77 catches, uh, or 77, or rather he is 77 catches from a tie for seventh, so certainly within reach. Also, he's eighth in yards in franchise history with 4,281, and he is 268 yards from seventh place, and that is, again, Pierre Garçon. His career average, uh, if he if he attains that, Terry will finish this coming season with 5,351 yards receiving, receiving, which will put him in seventh place behind Ricky Sanders. In team history, Terry is also tied for 10th in touchdown receptions twenty with 21 of them. Uh, one of them will make him tied for ninth, and if he gets his career average, that will give him 26, and that will put him eighth place. Uh, again, that will put him behind Ricky Sanders. Now we're going to finish off this segment with a look at tight end Logan Thomas. And among tight ends, he is tied for seventh in receptions in, in team history with 129. His career average would give him 172 at the end of uh, this coming season. That makes him fifth place uh, in tight, among tight ends behind Fred Davis. 11th in yards currently, 114 from 10th place which is Steven Alexander, his career average or his average with the commanders anyway, would put him in eighth place in the franchise history. He's currently eighth place in touchdowns for tight ends with 10 of them, two away from being tied for seventh. But if he gets his career average, then he will be uh, tied for sixth place in franchise history among tight ends with 13 receiving touchdowns. So a lot of numbers that I just dropped on you there. And again, if you're on YouTube, then you got the slides and, and all those. You get to see those in graphic form, uh, so that'll help you out. If you're an audio, uh, again, feel free to pause, rewind, whatever you need to do, or jump over to YouTube, even if it's just for this, to get uh, a view of those slides. So those are some of your veteran players, right? But we, we're certainly not done with all of the milestones within reach. We're going to take a look at some of the younger players for the Washington Commanders. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed. 
wrapping up this milestones and records uh, episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast, talking about some newcomers. So we talked about the team stats. We talked about some veteran player stats. Now we're going to talk about some newcomers. Uh, I'm going to cheat just a little bit here. Sam Howell is not exactly new, new, right? This is his second season with the team, and he does have uh, a start under his belt. But you know what? He's new enough. I, I'm kind of making the rules here, so I'm going to go ahead and give myself this allowance to include Sam Howell in our new players here. And if you take the one game that he started, right, this is what kind of makes Sam Howell's projection this season a little bit difficult. We only have one game uh, to actually look at. If you take that one game and you extrapolate that data out to 17 weeks and and then you compare it to uh, other quarterbacks in this franchise in their first seasons, uh, then you have some interesting numbers here, right? So Again, a lot has been said that Sam Howell's number is not 100% great. 11 for 19, there were some drops in those pass attempts, but he also had some running plays. But even just the passing, right? 11 for 19, you know, don't take away the pat, the drops and all that stuff. Uh, he would he would expand out to 187 completions for a full season. That would make him second most for among first-year starting quarterbacks behind RG3. And these are rookie quarter in their rookie season, so little bit of a great assault here, a little bit of an asterisk on this thing, but kind of just giving you an idea. If, if, if Sam Howell did what he did against the Dallas Cowboys week in and week out and leaving that 11 for 19, uh, less than 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception, here's where he would kind of stand in the annals of first-year rookie quarterbacks if he was still a rookie. Again, taking some liberties here. Uh, again, second place in completions behind RG3, 17 touchdowns would make him third place behind Mark Rippon and RG3. 17 interceptions isn't great, but it would tie him for the second most uh, behind only Norm Sneed, who who had more interceptions in his 1961 campaign, and he would throw for 2,873 yards, which, again, would make him second place behind RG3. So, uh, again, not a one-for-one not a, not a one comparison, right, because Sam Howell's not a rookie. These I compared him to rookie quarterbacks because – I can't uh, honestly on pro football reference. I can't sort it by second year quarterbacks in their first year uh, starting. It doesn't let me get that detailed. So uh, doing the best that I can there. But I mean, you look at it, his pace in that Dallas Cowboys game, even though a lot of people came out of and said, yeah, like they got the win. He showed some toughness and leadership. His stats, quote unquote, weren't really all that great. Uh, They're actually fairly good when you compare him to some of the uh, the rookies uh, that have come through this franchise in the past. And remember, RG, I mean, Mark Rippon, obviously, you know, he's he's he's. Uh, one of the greats of this franchise, but RG3 was well on his way before injuries uh, derailed him. And you know, there's some other stuff about RG3 we're not going to get into, but we're also going to look at Brian Robinson. I'm going to give myself kind of the same leeway looking at, you know, maybe hopefully playing a full season for the first time. Certainly not his fault that he didn't play a full season last year, but maybe this year we get a first full season to play out of B-Rob. Last year, even with the missed games, he was fifth in yards among rookie running backs in team history and 20th in touchdowns. That's obviously where we would love to see Brian Robinson get a little bit, I don't want to say better, but just a little bit more production. Uh, he'll still be fifth in yards among Washington running backs after two NFL seasons if he gets at least 564 rushing yards, which you feel like as long as he stays healthy, that's a very attainable uh, goal. Top 20, he'll stay top 20 in rushing touchdowns among Washington running backs after two NFL seasons if he gets another two rushing touchdowns, but he needs nine to get into the top five uh, in, in commander's history among running backs in their second season uh, in order to get into the top five. So hopefully that's, you know, a mark that he's kind of shooting for. So again, gave myself a little bit of leeway with, with, with uh, Sam Howell and Brian Robinson jr. But let's talk about some actual brand new newcomers. All right, let's talk about rookie defensive backs, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. We expect both of these guys to be contributors, to be players on the field 
And if they want to set rookie defensive back records for this franchise, they need to target these numbers. 13 interceptions. And these numbers set the record. So take one away, and that's to tie the record, right? But these numbers would set the record in franchise history. 13 interceptions, two pick sixes. Emmanuel Forbes, looking at you, buddy. 17 passes defense, three sacks, six tackles for loss, and six quarterback hits. If they want to set NFL marks, then they need to target 15 interceptions, four pick sixes. That would be, I mean, you're talking defense rookie of the year right there if you can do that. 27 pass passes defense, five sacks, 11 tackles for losses, 14 quarterback hits. And I'll tell you, we have seen Juan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes come on defensive back, cornerback blitzes, whatever you want to call them uh, so far in OTAs and minicamp. So it's certainly going to be something that the Washington Commanders dial up from time to time. And Emmanuel Forbes, you know, in press coverage and, and short zone coverage has shown a lot of intelligence in how to get to the ball carrier. We're just going to see if that can translate to the NFL level of physicality. So that is our milestone marker episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. a lot of numbers. Uh, so again, if you're listening on audio and the numbers are kind of making your head spin, head over to YouTube. There's some graphics there. You can kind of see it as we go through it. It'll make it uh, hopefully seem a little bit more clear coming up tomorrow we will be back we've got two more episodes or one more episode rather sorry dropping this week in the meantime if you have questions or comments just throw them in the youtube comments hit me on twitter email them to me at lockedoncommanders at gmail.com or send them directly to me via subtext as always i want to thank you so much for making locked on commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day again every dayers i appreciate you greatly thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do and remember you can continue this conversation with me over on join over on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. One last time, thank you for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine. And if you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to discuss or you need to know, hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82. The NBA draft is happening Thursday night. So if you're interested in that, also head over to Inside the Wizards. Not just me, but plenty of people, plenty of talented people doing some good work over there trying to cover your Washington Wizards through the Bradley Beal trades, the Kristaps Porzingis trades, the draft picks. Uh, it's it's a certainly it's a page-turning year for Washington sports, it seems like. So uh, trying to keep you up to date as much as we can. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked on Commanders, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>